Hello, hello, and welcome back to Cutting Chai Stories. Write copy that feels good. It's the no fluff copywriting podcast that teaches you to write copy you can feel good about and gets you more clients along the way. I'm your host, Jayati Bora, and I'm here to give you a shot of masala for your writing, a way for business owners like you to write copy your way, in your voice, with practical writing tips you can put into action right away. Let's find your words together. This episode is going to be a little different. We're going to start straight away with some descriptions I wrote for you. Each scenario is written in two different ways. And if you can, I want you to close your eyes when you listen and try to evoke a visual, an experience in your mind as you listen. Bear with me. And at the end of these descriptions, we're going to talk about what I was doing how to jazz up your writing and actually end up perceiving the whole world around you in a totally different way. Here's the first scene. She stepped into the shower, the shimmering green tiles cool under her feet. The tap unleashed a sputter of drops. One second, two, then warm rain. She turned the hot water all the way up and steam filled her nostrils. She liked her shower scalding, but only for a few minutes, before she turned the water cold enough to sting her skin. Now shivering, she stepped onto the shaggy bath mat, rubbing briskly with the thin white towel she had carried around with her since sophomore year in college. Alright, now we're going to write the scene in a different way. She took a shower in the stall that had shimmering green tiles. The tap sputtered before the water started. She liked to start her showers with scalding hot water before turning the cold water on. She used an old towel from her college days. Quite different, right? Alright, ready for scene two? Make sure that your eyes are closed. Blake slumped on her office desk. Outside, the sun was setting on the sea and families and groups of friends were packing their things to leave the local beach. But she was stuck indoors, her eyes watering from looking at Excel cells she could make no sense of. Her eyes were gritty from taking no breaks, her brain as frazzled as her hair from the humidity, and her left leg had pins and needles from being wedged under her butt on her ergonomic red office chair that still couldn't fix her bad posture. Orders were piling up, the soft chimes on her MacBook indicating more money in her account. But she couldn't keep up with the demand. Ah! She screamed at her ceiling in frustration, and her orange tabby yowled right along with her. Okay, here's the rewritten scene too. Blake had a beautiful view from her desk, but couldn't appreciate it because she couldn't figure out Excel. She had been at work for far too long. Though she had plenty of orders coming in, it made a bad situation worse for Blake because she had no way of sending them out on time. She also had an orange tabby cat who yowled along when Blake screamed out of frustration. By now, I think you can probably guess what I'm doing differently, but here's your final scene. This candle whispers old world luxury. It would scream it, but screaming is common and our candle is anything but. It conjures up long baths in restored clawfoot tubs, 
fluffy white towels that you only see in five-star hotels, and jasmine bath oil, which softens the skin and makes it fragrant without needing that bitter-tasting spritz of perfume. Use this candle when you want to feel like you're on a staycation at the Ritz-Carlton, and a bath butler has prepared the perfect temperature soak with cold strawberries and chilled champagne to enjoy on the side. There's a plush bathrobe you could live in hanging on the hook, your favorite novel waiting for you to pick it up, and a well-groomed lover lounging on the king-sized bed just outside. You close your eyes for a second after stepping into the tub, inhaling the scent of jasmine, adjusting to the nearly hot water caressing your skin, and listen for the strains of Vivaldi from the speaker in the bathroom. When you light this candle, one deep breath in, and you're in that bathtub, in that moment, pampering yourself in the way you love best. Scene 3 rewritten. Here goes. This candle is the scent of luxury. It's the candle you light when you want to feel rich and pampered, like you're staying in a five-star hotel and taking a bath prepared for you by a bath butler and eating strawberries and drinking champagne and using perfect towels and bathrobes. And there's a lover waiting for you outside. Okay, if you were going, um, what am I listening to? Thank you for bearing with me. These are three scenarios I created to show you the difference between writing with your five senses versus just describing the same things in factual terms. In all three cases, the second rewritten scene where I'm describing the scenarios, those are much shorter in terms of, you know, the actual uh, word count. But there is a very noticeable difference in the quality. So let's back up for a minute here and talk about what it means to write with your senses. If you're trying to become a better writer, a better marketer, heck, a better business person, chances are that you've heard this advice to use your five senses. I'm sure I've given that advice myself in this podcast and in my emails. Because what writing about your sensory experience does is it puts the reader, the listener, your audience in that moment with you. You're not recounting something that has already happened. You are inviting the other person to experience it alongside you. And why that is so powerful is because your reader experiencing a moment alongside you is damn convincing. That is the power of that other famous writing tip. Show, not tell. If you are hearing this phrase for the first time or need some reminding, Go back and check out Season 2, Episode 17 of this podcast for a full explanation and examples. Now, the power of show, not tell is that showing us what happened is way more convincing than just telling us it happened and expecting us to believe you. It's like Anton Chekhov's famous quote, Don't tell me the moon is shining. Show me the glint of light on broken glass. Make sense? With me so far? So when you use your five senses when you write, and this goes for any kind of writing, by the way, when you use your five senses, when you talk about how you or your character or your ideal client avatar, when you talk about how you experience something, 
you put your reader in the moment alongside you, experiencing this thing the same way you experience it. And that is so much more convincing than just hoping they'll believe how you feel about it. So, how do you use your five senses? Because it's one thing to hear that you should be doing it and another to figure out how to actually do it. So the very first thing I want you to do is, again, bear with me, take off your clothes. Yes, you heard what I said. Take off your clothes and go for a shower. This may sound weird and strange and random, but the idea for this episode was born in the shower. That's because when we're wearing clothes, when we're going about our daily life, when we're having conversations, washing the dishes, our brains are occupied. We are not paying attention to how things feel to our five senses. Now, for most of us who are sighted, what we see is often the basis for the descriptive language we use. We talk about the color of our product or how big it is or what shape it is. Maybe if there's a song playing or some loud construction work nearby, you will include sound. If you're writing a food blog, maybe you'll talk about taste and smell. But when we've put on our entrepreneur hat, when we're in coach mode or candle making mode or wedding photographer mode, whatever it is you do for your business, when we put on that entrepreneur hat, somehow we forget that writing can include sensory experiences. So the next time you take a shower, I want you to try and clear your mind. I want you to notice how the shower stall feels under your feet. Actually. Is it a stall at all? Or are you taking a shower in the tub? Is it slippery under your foot or tiled like my shower stall? Is the water coming straight down on your head in a rush like in a waterfall? Or is it a low flow shower head coming at you at an angle? What scents can you smell? What sounds can you hear? How does the water feel on your skin? I don't know if you're going to be able to taste anything. But taste can sometimes be experienced even when you're not putting food in your mouth. Like when I'm at the beach, I can often taste the brine of the sea because of the sea breeze. Or if I'm by a particularly smelly garbage dump, sometimes the smell is so overpowering, it feels like it's inside your mouth and you want to throw up. So I want you to pay attention to your body and how it reacts to your surroundings. And that's how you begin to learn to write with your senses. Because in order to bring that into your writing, you first need to slow down and experience it for yourself. Otherwise, you won't be able to describe it for your audience. Okay, so now I know what your next question is going to be. Jayati, you're going to say, by the way, you and I, we're always having imaginary conversations in my head. That's how many of my email and podcast tips come about because I'm responding to these questions that I imagine you're asking me. So Jayati, you say, that's all very well and good, but how can you incorporate this into business writing, into marketing, into writing copy for your website? Please refer back to the opening of this episode. I started out with the description of the shower and that one was a purely creative writing exercise. An homage, if you will, to how this episode came about, right? It's creative writing is the kind of place you would expect to find more, shall we say, flowery descriptive writing. But that second description of Blake, overwhelmed by the orders that she can't fulfill, 
that one comes straight to you from the ideal client avatar of one of my clients who helps overwhelmed business owners hire their first virtual assistants. I wrote this description that I shared in the podcast, but Blake is a version of Sarah's ideal client, my, my client's ideal client. And she has her own version of this paragraph written up to use in various places in her marketing. Because Blake is Sarah's ICA, that's ideal client avatar, in her moment of pain. The moment when she realizes she absolutely needs help. A second pair of hands, someone who knows Excel, and she simply cannot do it herself. Blake is letting her hard-earned view go to waste because she's chained to her desk. She's making money so she can afford to hire a VA, a virtual assistant. And finally, something has snapped. This is the moment that Sarah is marketing to. To all the Blakes out there who are in so much pain, they are dying to buy her course. They are dying to ask for her help, dying to be matched with a VA who can help them. Right? So you can do this with your ICA as well. Make sense? And in my third example with the candle, that was a sample product description. Now, with a candle, the scent is important. So of course, I talk about jasmine, which I'm currently obsessing over. But it's not just that. It's also about all the things that the candle evokes. And that description of the luxury hotel with the scented bath, that's sensory in so many more ways than just the smell of jasmine, right? And you'll notice also, in addition to the sensory experiences that I evoke, there are also small, specific details, right? In the shower scene, it's rubbing with a thin towel that she's carried around since her sophomore days in college right? With the candle scene, it's not just a fancy five-star hotel, it's the Ritz-Carlton, right? It's cold strawberries, it's chilled uh, champagne. In every scene, there is a specificity that helps you evoke that experience. Also, side note, notice that I didn't say whether the candle was soy or beeswax, what color it was, how many ounces it was, That kind of nitty-gritty information is necessary but secondary. Those are the features of the products, not the benefits. And I talk all about that and how to supercharge your benefits in episode 7 of the season. So go back and listen to that one if you haven't heard it yet. So coming back to the candle description, I'm evoking a sensory experience for the reader. And I want you to tell me, did you close your eyes when I was reading out that description? Could you feel that bath water? Could you smell the jasmine-scented steam? Did you feel a delicious sense of anticipation at the thought of putting on that bathrobe and going outside to meet your lover? Did your imagination maybe add some juicy details to the scenario that maybe weren't in my original description? Were you picturing this well-groomed lover as having a beard or being clean-shaven? Or maybe your well-groomed lover is a woman? Were you picturing the thread count or the color of the comforters on the bed? Were you picturing the view outside the hotel room window? That, my friends, is the beauty of words as opposed to video and images. The beauty of writing is that you conscript your audience into the scene by making them co-create it with you. They fill in the details. 
they tailor it to how they want to experience it. So maybe my plush, beautiful, luxurious hotel room looks different from your plush, beautiful, luxurious hotel room. So my candle description gives you the kind of hotel room you want to experience, not necessarily my version of that. So that is my lesson on how to invoke your five senses with your writing. Hopefully I have shown you and not just told you how it can be done. I do these kinds of exercises with my clients all the time. In fact, the Blake description came straight from an exercise I did with my client, Sarah. And I have a little something extra for you with this episode. I wasn't going to do this. In fact, I almost never do stuff like this. But as I was getting ready to publish this episode, I realized that the actual text of the three scenes that I read out here with the two descriptions of each scene, the actual text is so valuable that I just have to give it to you. Having the two versions to compare is great. I mean, if it was just that, I could have just put it in the show notes. But what I did for you today helps you see how the sausage is made, so to speak. It's one thing to see the end result of how I did those sensory descriptions, to understand it in theory. And it's quite another to figure out how you can do it for yourself. So... I made you a simple Google Doc. I pasted in all those words and best of all, this is the reason you're going to want this. Best of all, I highlighted it with comments of all the specific words and phrases I used, why I use them and what effect they have on the reader. It's kind of like a backdoor or a reverse engineering of how to write using your five senses for yourself or whatever you're writing. And when you see it broken down for you in the step-by-step way, then you can use it for yourself with whatever you're writing. My hope is that once you see it and you get it, you are going to start using it for yourself. And believe me, the world of online business needs better marketing and copy. So you better download it and put it into practice straight away. You can get access to the Google Doc at cuttingchaistories.com slash five senses, five as in the number, And I will put a link in the show notes. If you like what I'm doing here on this podcast, if you want more, subscribe to my email newsletter, Chai in my inbox. I send it out twice a week. There's no spam in it. I'll give you writing tips like these, writing prompts, and I'll tell you weird stories from my life and the business lessons I learned from them. I'll put the subscription links in the show notes. I hope to see you there. And if you subscribe to this podcast and you get my emails and you want more me, Email me or DM me on Instagram at Jayati Vora. And maybe what you're looking for is a one-on-one coaching container, a way for us to work together and for you to level up with your marketing and your copy. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. Until we meet again next Thursday, go take a shower.